We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 166. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And boy, you're loud now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, now, okay, I got to adjust your thing. Okay, keep keep talking. I'm Corey, and I don't know why I'm so loud, because I can hear myself, even if I lean way back in my chair, I'm like in my head. Okay, there. So, now you're much better. I don't know what the deal is. Do we have a short in my cable or something? Oh, this, probably. This, yes. yeah. You know, I, I need to uh, get some more. I need a new interface. I just need a whole new stuff because yeah. it, you know, it's old and, uh, you know, the taxes are coming in and, you know, you got to have a little write-off there. Not mine. Mine haven't came in yet. Have yours? No. Well, no. My, my tax gal hasn't even called me oh, yet. Oh, yeah. They're busy. <laughs> My gosh, yes, they are busy. Mm. Yeah, you sound a lot better now. Anyway, cool. so, uh, yeah, well, that that was a fun start to the whole thing. Um, uh, for you uh, avid listeners, you probably are noticing uh, there, there's a voice missing. Uh, Shara is not here, and uh, she's home taking care of something. So, Corey, you've had quite a day, um, I think. Busy day. Yeah. It's a typical. I, I mean, when you have five kids... Yeah, nothing. so why don't you tell everybody why Cher's not here today? <laughs> oh, she's tired. She want to go to bed. Oh, uh, we had a daughter. She broke her arm today, or she broke her arm over the weekend. But we found out about it today. So that's just bizarre. Her cast is like huge. I don't know if you saw a picture of it, but I did. That they, was wild. Yeah, uh, because her arm is still swelling. Yeah. So they made the cast extra large so it could swell into it, and still, you know. Do what it needs to do. I would have never thought of that. The thing about it is we can't even get her shirt off now. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. I have to use the scissors tonight. I don't know. Oh, but, uh, man. Once that arm stops swelling next week, they're going to put a smaller cast on. So that'll be good. Okay. Now that makes sense. Yeah. But she doesn't seem to be in any pain whatsoever. I mean, you guys were out in the lake. And- well, she has been for a couple days. Uh, she was doing cartwheels and uh, landed wrong outside. Oh, you know. That's what happens when, you know, athletic but she stuff. wouldn't, she hasn't been moving her arm for, you know, since Saturday afternoon. She wow, couldn't put her own shirt on and she couldn't eat. She couldn't do anything with that arm. And she thought, well, I mean, she never really fussed about it too much, but sure. I thought, well, maybe we need to have, go have that looked at. So. See, that's so bizarre. Cause you'd think if you, if I had something broken, I would be just sure. No, my gosh, let's go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she can still move her hand and arms and fingers and, you know, but. But okay. Her, but her arm itself, she couldn't move. Wow. Poor kid. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Shara's home uh, playing nurse to her daughter with that. So it's just the boys tonight. We got stuff to talk about, you know? Mm, a little bit. Uh, wow. Went out and played uh, disc golf yesterday. Played disc golf today. The weather is beautiful. A uh, little windy, but uh, not too bad. I mean, you kind of 
have to take that in consideration when you're when you're thro- throwing those discs because they'll catch a, a wind thing and all of a sudden they'll go ching and they'll start dancing and go way up and then mm-hmm. they'll f- slap down and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I mean it wasn't too bad. We uh, one time went and played disc golf at Forsyth at Empire Park and it was really windy. I think we were under wind advisory. That don't do that. That's just stupid. <laughs> You know, you throw the disc, and all of a sudden, you're in Stone County. You know, it's like, you know, yep. <laughs> it's not going to work. But uh, the weather pattern is in transition, and that's why we've had these incredibly warm temperatures today. I mean, I think our weather station got, what, 86, I think? I think we got up to 87. 87? Uh, yeah, I, I looked at the highs and lows for today, and it, it popped up the uh, the highest high we've ever had this this year, you know, mm-hmm. since we flipped ba- over back on, in February, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, let me see what we got here. We got um, 80, 87.6 was the high. Wow, for the day. wow, that's that's on its way to eighty eight after a low of forty eight point two. No kidding. So we had a forty degree temperature ch- difference today. Just about. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, now Brad, our buddy Brad, uh, downtown, he has a weather station, and he texted me that he hit 90 degrees on his station at 3.30 today. So I thought, yeah. holy cow. Um, I, You know, and I was afraid to mention that on, on our post because I was typing our post, and I was like, I don't really want to say 90, but I knew it was going to get up there, and, and we were almost to 88. And I think a couple other places uh, actually hit 90 degrees today. But that is... Uh, that's just kind of a teaser at this point. I mean, we've got all this warm air influxing from the south and the southwest, uh, which is nuts. But that's just a precursor to what's about to happen. We got a huge storm system brewing out west. It's been the big talk of the Weather Channel and all the meteorologists, and it is going to rain. You like that? I love rain. I need rain. We are we in a deficit? I don't. Well, I mean, the, I would say for the month we might be. Yeah, I mean, we're not in a drought. We're not in a drought. So yes, but we definitely need some rain, and this is going to do it. And they've been going back and forth. I mean, a few days ago, the weather prediction center was was saying we were going to get you know possibly four to seven inches, and I like yeah, let's, let's let's not pull the trigger on that yet. And then they they back down to like three to five. And now the National Weather Service uh, in Springfield has been pretty consistent on bringing two to three inches area-wide. And I think you you texted me a graphic this afternoon that they had put out. um, uh, Springfield and East, like Marshfield and on East, was a a three to four. They've upped that a little bit. Well, most of the south part, southern part of the state is a three three to four now. Um, Oh, really? I mean, are we? I thought it we kind of cuts off right at us. Wow. See the red on there? I'm showing you a map. Oh, right. So, I mean, it's it's a wider area than it was earlier this morning. Well, yeah, and, and they keep going back and forth. I, I was uh, looking at the Springfield graphic because oh, – yeah, This is a WPC. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I have WPC in, the other, in other news, but uh, they've been kind of messed up. We got – or you got, or somebody got a notification today. It's like you know, don't. What what is it? Their graphics aren't loading right or something. I, it just goes to back to the whole problem the National Weather Service is having with their bandwidth issues. Okay, they can't get their stuff up uploaded or 
to load correctly. So uh, that they, makes they, sense. Something's gonna have to happen pretty quick because it's not only them; it's 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 site wide. We have problems with the local office all the time. Oh yeah, oh totally. I I mean, and I I I went there this evening. I went to the Weather Prediction Center's main site, and. It said, okay, this is valid, you know, August, August, April 26th and 27th, 28th, but but the graphic said June. Uh, what? <laughs> June 5th? Friday, June 5th? Why? And and so I saw the big red banner at the top, and it said, go to our legacy original yeah, but if page. You, if you look closely, the graphic said June 5th, 2020, not even 2021. That was like last year. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, they, they got it. But if you go... If you if you're weather prediction center goer, you know if you go there a lot, uh, they've got a link to go to their what is it their native site, their old site, and that's loading correctly. And I went there. I just like, go to stormdryweather.com severe weather page, and it's on there, and it really? seems to always load just fine. So, so okay, what is that stormdryweather.com? Yes, I hear that's a great website, and it you know is. I'm meeting more people. I'm. I, now, this is real. I'm kind of surprised, but I am actually meeting more people that say, well, I go to your website as opposed oh, to yeah. our Facebook page. There's it's our website. That go there. Yeah, and, and that always loads correctly. Well, well, I mean, if they want a watcher or a warning, if they need information right that second, it's on their website. You know? Yeah, so so go to our website. I mean, Facebook has been so jacked up. I mean, yeah. we're starting to get uh, to hear other uh, agencies, even the Army Corps of Engineers, are getting notifications. Like, I mean, I don't know what they're doing at Facebook, but it's like, guys, just leave it alone. Facebook wants—they're not for sharing information instantly. That's that. Apparently, they're they're, they're going are coming in and saying, "Hey, we just want everybody to be a community," and and that's a community post. So I don't care if it's three days, five days late. We're eventually going to get that to everybody. But when you come to weather. Facebook's going downhill for us for for weather forecasting purposes for sure, and we don't really have an alternative. But you know, not not at this point. I mean, there's there, we got to start thinking about this because this is this is nuts. And like other weather enthusiast pages, even in Springfield, I'm hearing now they're starting to get it. I'm wondering because the National Weather Service itself is on Facebook. So I'm wondering if they're going to start having problems too. They don't post as much as we do, though. They don't post every warning and every everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, two or three posts a day from them. And that's about it. But okay, okay, if that, even on the you know well, heavy see, weather days. But see, that's what makes us unique around here. It's like one of us or both of us is pretty much always watching radar, watching the storm prediction center, watching the National Weather Service. Uh, anything. I mean, we are on it, and it's very frustrating for us when we get. I mean, we get uh, people commenting and messaging and emailing us and saying, you know, I I just got this, and it was three to five days ago. It's like we're sorry, we can't. People just have to go to our page. They can't rely yeah. on notifications anymore. Yeah, and they've changed that, right? They've taken some stuff. They've they've chopped. They've, it. they've jacked up everything now. They they change it. That's that's their. That's their business models change, I think. Well, you know what? The, then their business model is going to crash in, in some areas. I mean, it, it's business. I mean, the thing is called a business suite. If you're a business, you need to get information. I don't know. 
Oh, I'm going to go on that soapbox. So what were we talking about? I went off on that. Oh, the big storm system. <laughs> That's what it is. Coming in. Going to start uh, on Tuesday night. We are recording this Monday night. Uh, it's a little later than normal because uh, Garen, your middle son or middle middle kid, had a band concert tonight. Yeah, percussionists. Seventh through twelfth grade. It was pretty cool. It was. I like cool. those kind of concerts because I was a percussionist. So nice. They did solos and they did uh, ensembles. You know the groups from seventh to twelfth, and it was pretty cool. And he's eighth. No, eighth. seven. Eighth. Okay. He'll be in a high school band next year. Wow! Another one going to high school. Yep. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Got another band concert tomorrow night. Oh no, kidding! For the entire band, not just the percussion tomorrow. Gotcha. And of course, Garen's in that. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, you've had quite a day. So, Shara is taking care of the uh, broken arm, and then yeah. and then uh, the concert tonight, which for me is fine because I have no life except just golf and just hanging out with the weather. Um, here's something I've been watching, and I want to get your opinion on it. Moving forward, on Wednesday, the Storm Prediction Center has pretty much a huge swath uh, covered in a marginal risk. And part of that is southwest Missouri. I mean, it goes all the way up into Illinois. It's all the way down to what well, goes goes to Texas, I think. Um, it goes to Indiana, the, the Texas-Mexico border. Yeah. So what do you think about that? You think you think we're going to get something? I'm I'm not thinking that way. Um well I it's not going to be anything to write home about if we do. Well, a marginal is just one or two storms that might get some teeth in it. They're just talking isolated, but it's there as a weird a wide area to be isolated, you know, when you get usually when you get Areas like that that are marked off for severe weather, it's going to be a big line moving through. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, okay, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen after tonight's update. Because it's it's 10 o'clock at night now, so I'll probably be up at 1. Just to see if they're going to, like, up it. I think, okay, this is my gut feeling. I think they are going to up portions of that to a slight risk, but I think it's going to be southwest of here. I don't think it's going to be... For us, so I'm really curious to find out. Um, I haven't been hitting it on the page because eh, I'm just not feeling. I mean, th- this this deal is a rain event, not really a storm event. There's got to be some embedded thunderstorms, but this is more rain. I think is going to happen. Well, I agree. I'm not. I have you know, and th- <laughs> they got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> it's the last week of April, so it's kind of when they, oh, we'll just cover the whole country marginal. <laughs> you know, it's, it's cover, cover the somewhere day, there's yeah. going to be a warning. You know, oh yeah, but oh, yeah. they got to be careful because things change in the spring and they change quickly. And there have been times when we weren't under anything, and the next day we're under a high risk and we didn't see it coming. I remember that two or three years ago. You got to be yeah. careful this time of year. I think that's what they're doing. That that's true. Now we got to say Wednesday is technically the day three, so yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, that's something we look at, but we don't latch on. Now, but day- you can still they still have time to change it. As well. Exactly, you know, it's there. They can change it either way. Yeah. Now day two, we put a little bit more weight in that because you know it. it, it well, they've been we've been watching 
that day for a week now. You know. What, Wednesday? Oh, yeah, they've been talking Tuesday about Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, no, this stuff isn't even supposed to start till after midnight Tuesday night. That's crazy. Yeah, so please don't thunderstorm until Wednesday, because I don't, I don't want to be up. If we get a warning, that's all up to you, man, because I want to wake up. <laughs> oh, really? Well, well, no, if it thunders, I will. No, that's the thing. I don't know about that. That's why so many people are like, oh, I just love the thunder. I can go to sleep. I'm like, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> No, I am. I am uh, totally going to get up, which is very, very annoying. But this is going to. This whole thing is going to be Tuesday overnight through Wednesday, Wednesday overnight into Thursday. Now they say it's going to kind of wind down and end by noon on Thursday. I'm not so sure about that either. I think it's probably going to be later in the afternoon before that thing winds down. Um, but what that's going to do is make a beautiful. Beautiful weekend. I mean, the the for, forecast grid for for Branson for the weekend sunny. Friday is seventy two. Saturday is eighty, and Sunday is eighty two. That's awesome. That's it's kind of a kayak weather, isn't it? No, well, I'm going to Miami. We're having a big cruise down Main Street Saturday night. Ah, nice. And uh, it's going to be a big deal. There's going to be hundreds to thousands of people there. Ooh. So there's a big. Uh, some kind of a fundraiser that night, and uh, I'm supposed to go film some of it. So cool, yeah. It's not a storm door weather fundraiser, it? should be. It should be. That would be nice to have. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. And and like like you just said uh, regarding the storm prediction center, we are getting into that really volatile point, that critical point in spring. Now, the end of April, first of May, where Things are going to start changing pretty quickly. This is quickly. a historic week of tornado activity in my book, going back to my high school days when we had the Catoosa tornado and we had uh, one of the Oklahoma City area tornadoes was the last week of April. Oh, yeah. Um, we had the uh, tornado my grandparents, my grandma was in. In 1942, wiped out her entire town of Pryor, Oklahoma, and Mays County. Wow. Uh, probably would have been an F5 if they had that scale back then. Wow. It lifted up her entire house and moved it while she was in it. Killed a lot of people. Holy cow. I have to look up some video. There's an amazing video of that. Picked up her house and moved yeah. her with her in it? Right. Oh, my gosh. And... uh the anniversary of that is tomorrow. I think it's the 79th anniversary of it tomorrow. Okay. Um, today is the anniversary of the big Andover, Kansas tornado. Oh, wow. And that was, I, I, I have that wedge. It was a beautiful, if you can say that about a tornado, just a perfect wedge tornado. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm guessing that was either an F4 or F5. I'm not sure. Wow. That was the one near Wichita. Okay, our friend I, uh, Casey uh, Straub was near that tornado a few oh, blocks away. Oh, right. Yeah. Now the Andover, I re- I remember. I mean, that's very. I want to say ninety one ish, somewhere around there. Yeah. Because well, see, I now I wasn't even in Branson at that point because I I Andover, went to Kansas tornado. We'll ask Siri about that. He's asking Siri. Siri doesn't want to play along today. <laughs> Does Siri have a broken she, arm too? She, she's on it. Oh, she's oh she's looking for it, but uh, Siri's been sluggish lately to me. You know, I've got I'll to just, get a new phone. I'll just Google it. 
Yeah. I was railing last year I need a new phone. I still need a new phone. I mean, I still have the SE. Yeah, that's pretty old. Well, yeah. I mean, the one after that is the 7, and they have, like, after 12, and then the SE. Andover, Kansas tornado was 30 years ago today in 1991. 30 years ago today? Wow. Does it say how many uh, people it killed? Um, It was an actual outbreak of 55 tornadoes. Whoa. Yeah. It was a uh, F5. Mm-hmm. Not seeing fatalities just yet on there. But still, if that's an F5, man, that... 21 that, people. The major. outbreak, not that tornado, but the outbreak killed 21 people. Oh, man. 17 were from the Andover tornado. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, for, for people listening, if you don't... Uh, or have never heard of the Andover, Kansas tornado, Google it, Google image it. It is a wild, that's just a, like What's you said. What's the uh, highest wind speed you thought you, you, you think of the Andover tornado? An F5, now this is before EF, I would say 220. You're going to want to go higher than that. Oh, is it like 250? 268. 260, wow. Wow. And how do they measure? Well, I mean, they had anemometers back then. They had oh, yeah. ways to do it. But back in the the forties and fifties, they didn't. But back, oh. yeah. We, I mean, bottom line, we are getting into tornado season because next week will be your May third. You know, mm-hmm. torn, we historic tornadoes on that day. May fourth was around here. You know, Pierce City uh, battlefield in a uh, two thousand three. Uh-huh. May I was going to say, yeah, the Battlefield Tornado. Yes. I was in Springfield at that point. Oh, really? Yeah. So close by. Yeah, and my I remember my dad talking about it, because Battlefield, Missouri is really, really close to Springfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Killed some people in Carl Junction. We hit it in Franklin. Killed people there. Carl Junction, Pierce City, Battlefield. Uh, it was a Sunday. I remember that. And uh, then you get into your, you know, drop on Tornado on May 22nd. So it's mm-hmm. it's... You really need to pay attention to the weather from here through June for sure. Uh, yeah, at least at least through June. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to start start hitting uh, the tornado thing a lot harder. Um, uh, you know, like I said, we're not looking at like an, any type of outbreak at any kind right now, uh, but <laughs> can, you're you're going to get that temperature probably around that eighty degree mark. That's a sweet spot. Uh, and you get that gulf opened up, and you get a, a powerful storm system coming in, you're going to have that opportunity for tornadoes. Yeah. So there you go. And, and also, next week, we need to uh, figure out, I mean, I want to promote the uh, rem- Remembering Joplin. I mean, we need to put that on the website. Well, we have it on the it's website. On, it has its own page. That's that's right. We need to do it on the, the Facebook page. Yeah. So people can go and do that. And listen. It's a great interviews if you have not listened to it. Uh, I mean, it's been on the podcast, so I'm sure people have heard that or whatever. But I found out a new way today. I was going to show you later. Ooh, yeah. Of promoting the podcast. Okay. So it's pretty cool. I'll show you, and then we'll pop it up on Facebook one of these days. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, that's great. We have people from... Oddly, all over the world, <laughs> listening yeah. to this podcast, which is wild, weird. I I know, but hey, you know, pe- people may have uh, friends and family. I know, I know people in in on the West Coast who listen to the podcast, um, but they have friends. I know and family people here. from the North Pole. So, 
Ah, uh, that's true, Stuart. Oh, yeah. He still has snow on the ground, by the way. He said, yeah, he lives in North Pole, Alaska. Uh, he was actually on the podcast in person a couple, three weeks ago. And uh, yeah, it's April 26th. He still has snow on the ground yep. up there. Of course, well, so did we last week. So <laughs> when was that? Wasn't That was this, this past week. <laughs> You know, this weather's changing so rapidly. We got more than I thought we would. Really, <laughs> Summer know. Springfield got three inches. I know. Well, my buddy Gary calls me. He because he lives in in West Springfield, <laughs> and I love his messages. He calls and leaves a message and goes, "Uh, Randy, <laughs> it's really snowing." <laughs> and so I take that in consideration and like put that in. You know, then I ask my mother who lives in Springfield if you know is it snowing, and she her ground was white, but Gary said. Oh, this is what Gary told me. He told me that that snow event last last week did was that where, Wednesday, I think Wednesday or something. Yeah, he went out to his truck, and it what had happened is it had snowed like two or three inches, and then it had rained because the top of the snow was like rock hard, or, or something had That's happened. Interesting. Yeah, something had happened where, where it was really weird. But of course, when you get a day like today, which is almost ninety, you're not you're not going to have any snow at all. Right. Okay, well, I got lots of stuff to tell on this next segment, so let's get to that. Well, pollen is out of control today. I can honestly say that it doesn't bother me normally, but I have been sneezing my head off these past two or three days, and so has Shara. Okay, well, if you are sneezing, you know it's bad, because you don't do that. I've literally had to wash my car every day, except for the day it snowed. Well, well, yeah, from the pollen. <laughs> from the, yeah, and I'm starting to notice that too in my driveway, where because we've been getting light rains and stuff, it'll kind of wash everything, and yeah. right around my drain, it's all yellow. I'm yeah. like, that's weird. But uh, d- did go to pollen.com. Uh, the pre- predominant pollens uh, now are ash, birch, birch, and oak. I can't even read my own writing. And I'm trying to burp. Ash, birch, and oak. Try to say that. Ash, birch, and oak. See, it's hard to say. (laughs) Birch, anyway. Oak uh, must be a bad one, I think. Uh, A lot of it affects a lot of people. Yeah. See, I'm wondering about that. I mean, because there's a lot of oak around here. Oh yeah, all the yeah. Because ash and birch doesn't seem to bother me, but oak is a not not a new one. But I'm listing that because it's the predominant going mm-hmm. on but uh it's saying for the forecast monday and tuesday are high way up there which makes sense because today and tomorrow wednesday's medium which would make sense because it's going to rain all day thursday and friday medium high so i also cross-reference that with the springfield report the mold and grass uh are <laughs> just way up there and the trees are way up there too they say oak and willow are the predominance in springfield so oak you know, like I said, oak. Some, something's going on with oak, but uh, you know, I keep trying to try to suppress all my sneezing and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, red cedars. I haven't seen that one at all. I guess that's an early. It's an one. earlier one. Okay, it's like one of the first. And juniper, I haven't seen. So I guess that's in yeah, March or something. Done. Yeah. So why they, am I still sneezing? Because am I allergic to something else now? You know, could be. Maybe it's oak. <laughs> I have no idea. Could be. So yeah, so get out there and wash it. I and remind me after the podcast. I want to talk to you about that new car wash thing because uh, because no, it no. might be worth it. Because I don't know how these birds do it. Because my car is out in the middle of 
my driveway, which there are no trees around for tens of feet. I mean, right. there's no trees. But uh, it was bird dirty. I'll put it that way for podcast worthy. Bird dirty all over the top. I had to go out there and wash it off. So maybe I need to invest in that new <laughs> car wash thing you're talking about. But Maybe so. Okay. We got some interesting stuff on the next segment, too. The Stormdar Birdwatching Report. Stormdar Birdwatching Report. I wanted to uh, say this. I checked with my mother. She actually has still doesn't have any Hummers yet. They're right around the corner. Uh, I know they are. Somebody around her corner has a better bird feeder. (laughs) Yeah. Mom, you need a better bird feeder. (laughs) I got to take you to to the store and get you a better bird feeder. (laughs) But uh, uh, no, I mean, the, what she, and I asked her, what is the latest date? Because my mother records everything. I mean, like I told you before, I should show you this spreadsheet. Records what is the latest they've ever came, and she said the latest they've ever appeared is April thirtieth, twenty fourteen. So in twenty fourteen, I didn't cross reference that. I guess I should have. I remember that year. I hung my feeder on the in my backyard over in Meadow Ridge, and on the fifteenth, and it was a good two weeks before I got any hummers that week that year. Okay, what was the year? That it snowed on May 4th. Was that 2014? I think it was 2013. 2013. Because, see, I needed to cross-reference weather patterns because there's there would there would there had to have been a reason they were late that year. So if you set yours up and had a week or two or yeah. whatever, yeah, and mom, and she was, she, she was kind of surprised because usually 20th through the 25th, that's when they show up at our her house. Are you looking up the... Well, okay. I have a YouTube video of it snowing in May. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought about... You mean on our YouTube channel? No, it's on my YouTube channel. Oh, your too. Yeah, okay. Well, you need to put it on our YouTube channel. But uh, <laughs> I have so many YouTube videos, it's hard to find what I got on here. <laughs> Trying to figure out that, that year. Yeah, because somebody was asking me that the other day. It's like, they said, didn't it snow in May? And I I said it's like six or seven years ago, I think. So, but I don't know. Well, while you're looking up that... It was longer than that, wasn't it? I don't know. My perception of time is just gone. But anyway, uh, I asked mom about the wrens because last week she said the wrens were scouting out. And uh, uh, she said uh, she saw a wren come to one of the apartments and brought the missus with with them. So showing her out the new apartments. And she said that uh, he waited and she went in, checked it out, then came outside. And I guess they had a little conversation and they both left. So I guess they'll be talking to the to the to the the the, the land bird not landlady land bird land sure yeah whatever anyway uh but she did say that uh today and yesterday well i mean recently she said the wrens are really singing a lot so i guess they're trying to court or they're just really happy that they have all these birdhouses because mom has a lot of birdhouses up there so yeah so did you find anything yet nope can't find it. no okay well we keep looking during the weather school but well, let's get to the weather school. Uh, oops, you know, I forgot what the weather school was. Mm, it's an education. <laughs> it's a segment of, of weather education. Of ed- education. And let, let me explain why I'm not sure what the weather school is. Because <laughs> I'm recording this, but I normally put it on the outline. And for some reason, I loaded it into the computer, but I forgot to put it on the outline. So we've got a weather school uh 
this week. So um, whatever it is, I'm sure it's pretty cool. So let's get to that. <laughs> if there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. The Storm Prediction Center has just forecasted the potential for severe thunderstorms this afternoon with very high cape values across the region. What's cape? CAPE, or Convective Available Potential Energy, is a measure of the amount of energy available for convection to occur. CAPE is directly related to the maximum potential vertical speed within an updraft, thus higher values indicate a greater potential for severe weather. CAPE is measured in joules per kilogram. Observed values in thunderstorm environments often may exceed 1,000 and, in extreme cases, may exceed 5,000. However, as with other indices or indicators, there are no threshold values above which severe weather becomes imminent. There are different types of CAPE us weather guys use in order to see the volatility of the atmosphere. Now, before we get into explanations of CAPE, let's define some terminology we'll use in these descriptions. We measure distance in the atmosphere by millibars, or pressure. Due to gravity, the greatest pressure is at the surface, and it will decrease as we go upward. For a general reference, a thousand millibars is basically the surface pressure, and 100 millibars, which is much less pressure, would be near the top of the atmosphere. So basically, the greater the number, the closer to the Earth's surface we are. Weather balloons and radiosondes record information from the surface to the top of the atmosphere. We look at slices of certain increments like 850 millibars, 700 millibars, 500 millibars, 200 millibars, and 100 millibars to see what's going on in those regions. Then we can determine what's going on in the whole column, like CAPE. Let's just talk about the three main types right now. There's SB CAPE, or surface-based CAPE, and that's essentially the amount of energy available at the surface. ML CAPE, or mean layer CAPE, is most commonly used to assess instability during the part of the day when the atmosphere is well mixed, like in the afternoon, and it may provide a more realistic picture of daytime instability than the surface-based cape, as it will typically look at the temperature and the moisture conditions in the lowest 100 millibars of the atmosphere. MU cape, or most unstable cape, is most commonly used to assess elevated instability and is useful in forecasting nocturnal thunderstorms when a low-level inversion might be present. 
It can also be useful in forecasting thunderstorms that might occur out ahead of a warm front where low-level inversions tend to be present. Although there are different algorithms to calculate it, MU CAPE typically is found by lifting every layer in the lowest 300 millibars of the atmosphere and finding the CAPE for each of those layers. The layer that produces the highest CAPE value is the most unstable, or MU CAPE. Now, I know all that sounds rather geeky, so let me give you an explanation in layman's terms. I focus heavily on the SB CAPE, or surface base, when looking at the maps because it gives me a good idea of where the energy is at the surface. Let's say you have a pot of water with a lid on it and it's sitting on the stove. While the heat is off, the water in the pot is stable. However, when you turn the heat on, then things start changing inside the pot. The water heats up and converts some of the water into steam and the pressure starts building. Translated to the atmosphere, this is energy or cape. The amount of energy depends on how high the burner is on. So if it's on low, then that would be like a 500 cape. Medium would be more like 1 to 2,000 cape. And on high would be 3,000 or higher. I've seen cape as high as 7,000 before. So since the lid is on, it's keeping all the energy inside the pot. The lid on the pot is what we call sin or convective inhibition. You've heard of a cap in the atmosphere? Well, that's the lid on the pot. The lid is preventing the warm air or the steam from escaping. Thunderstorms can't develop when there's a cap because it prevents air from rising and you need rising air to create convection. We've all heard the phrase, if the cap can break, then severe weather's likely. To explain this concept, let's go back to the stove with the pot of boiling water and the lid on it. Now, imagine if you grab the lid and quickly remove it from the pot. What do you see? You'll see the pressure releasing and steam rapidly rising up in the air. Essentially, this is what happens when the cap is broken. The warm and moist air at the surface breaks through that cap and shoots way up in the atmosphere. It quickly condenses and creates a thunderstorm. The explosion of this warm and moist air shooting upwards is what we call a robust updraft. Now, when the sun sets, we lose daytime heating, or, in essence, we turn the burner off of the stove. When we do that, the water in the pot begins to stabilize and calm down, and we can equate that to the surface air cooling. The robust updrafting slows down and stops, and the thunderstorm begins to collapse. This is why thunderstorms generally rain themselves out around sunset as they start to lose the daytime heating. They start losing their energy source. There are several other factors in determining if severe weather could occur, but looking at CAPE is a great way to start. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. CAPE. 
That's what it was. It was all about cape. I remember that. <laughs> oh, I feel like a moron. Yeah, you know, it kind of helps. You know, when I make an outline, you kind of want to put stuff on the outline that you can like refer to. Cape is cool. It really is, and there's so I mean, much. It, 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 it's what we live for. It's what I live for. I love cape. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially I, in April and May. Oh, that's the best way to do it, especially the forecast models. Now, um, a lot of, like, the National Weather Service looks a lot at, at MU Cape, most unstable yeah. Cape, which people probably heard in the weather school. But they use that to judge if a storm is going to have lightning. So I thought that was really interesting. interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you get an MU Cape of at least 750 joules per kilogram or higher, you have the potential to have a thunder, an actual thunderstorm, a lightning generator. So if you get an MU cape of 1,500 to 2,000, yeah, you're going to have some thunder because you're going to do that. I look at the SB. That's just me, which is surface base, because I want to see what's going on on the surface that's that's going to like loft all of that warm, moist, juicy air up into the atmosphere. But then you got to look at what's happening in the mid levels. Do you have an inversion? You know what we haven't had in a in a while. What? And maybe it's just me and not paying attention to it. But I usually pay attention to these things. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't had a good cap causing a bust in a while. That's true. That's true. I I don't. Why? I just don't think we're there yet. I, I really now they uh, the AFD uh, area forecast discussion did mention there was some kind of cap the other day when we when they we had that tornado watch was it a week or so or two ago yeah. or whatever we had we had that that watch was going on they said that there is a weak cap up there so it's kind of we're getting to that I mean uh, I think when you get surface te- surface temperatures more in the 80s to around 90 then you're gonna see hear that cap a lot more yeah which going into May. Sure. That's what we're going to do. So, yeah, Cape, love it. So, there you go. Okay, well, let's get to in other news. And I want to talk about Corey's garden. You got My stuff. Garden. Yeah. You don't have stuff. I have uh, maters and I have strawberries right now. Those are beautiful strawberries, by the they way. They were tasty. Today was my first day to harvest some strawberries. Yeah. Which, you know, I've never done strawberries before. I have no idea if it's early or what, but everybody was surprised that I had them this early. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, they were good. I have, I'll have, i probably have more tomorrow. But uh, How many plants you got of strawberries? I only have one strawberry plant, but it's a huge, huge pot. Oh, okay. You know, half the size of this table, basically. You know, about, you no know. kidding. Wow. So what I planted I have a big table, has... Yeah. <laughs> completely expanded to the entire pot and runneth over like a waterfall into the <laughs> rock bed below. Nice. So I'm going to have some more. Great. I, I love strawberries. And then you said tomatoes? You got tomatoes? Yeah, I got uh, 10 tomatoes already on them, which is pretty early. I don't. I have two two varieties, which is early girl. That's, that's the one that has, oh, it's 12. I'm up to 12 today. Wow. 12 early girl tomatoes. I don't have any of my better boys yet, which are the normal, you know, your typical standard. Okay. But I have blooms. Ah. I'd probably get some of them, you know, last two weeks of June is basically when I get those. So, oh, last two weeks of June, really? Yeah. July. 
I'm sure that my mother is listening to this, and her mouth is watering. So if you have any extras, one or two extra tomatoes. I have fist-sized, you know, early girls already. So. Really? That, now, yeah. That's a pretty big tomato. Yeah. I'm expecting in a couple of weeks I might actually have some t- tomatoes. Wow. They're supposedly 50 to 60 days earlier than the Better Boys. Okay. So, so. It, in turn, that keeps them going like we'll the see. whole year round. Yeah. I mean, okay. We'll see. So we'll what see. are you waiting on? What are you waiting on to harvest? Uh, well, more strawberries. I'm still waiting on my blackberries to do something. I mean, I got okay. a little growth on them, but not much. My onions are huge, but I've never done onions either. I'm On- oh, that's right. Yeah, growing red onions because I do a lot of grilling burgers and stuff. So I got Ooh, the onions and tomatoes. Right. Yeah, I was also going to make some uh, homemade pizza with homemade pizza sauce and, sp- mm. and spaghetti sauce with my tomatoes and onions. Homemade pizza bread because I've got a fantastic pizza dough oh, really? recipe. Oh, I don't. I make it all the time. I usually just buy the dough. Oh. But if you have a good recipe, I'll do that. I I do. I do. I, literally, I can make a pizza from scratch, total scratch. Cool. In forty five minutes. Wow. Yeah. So hit me up. I'll I'll tell you. It's right. Anyway, yeah. So so you got your garden going. Yeah. They're probably going to be a little bit confused tonight because it's. Really bright outside. But it's not pink. It is not pink. <laughs> they call it pink. Yeah. <laughs> but they did say it's a super moon. And we, we you had talked a couple of weeks ago that we haven't heard super moon in a while. Well, we only got two super moons this year. This well, oh, the really? rest of the year. This one and another one coming up, but that's about it. My guess is October. I don't know. Just oh, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, every now and then we, it seems like we were having a super moon every time we had a full moon. I know. And, it's crazy. And, 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 and only since Facebook did we realize that super moon was even a thing. <laughs> oh, it's a super moon. God, take, oh, no. take a picture. Oh, no. Post it on Facebook. <laughs> it's just a, a moon. It's a moon Basically. that's a little it bit might closer. Twelve percent. Uh, yeah, I bigger. I don't think it's yeah, it's not really that big of a it's deal. It's big and bright tonight, I'll tell you that, but it's a oh, bit yeah. filtered because we have some high cloud clouds out there. But. We do. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I thought that was funny because the, the the forecast grid for Branson said mostly cloudy, but I think that was a little misleading in a way. But yeah, it is going to be cloudy, but we've had that filtered sunshine all day today. We did. I didn't get any good, good strong six-hour sunshine like I needed to on my tomatoes. It was all filtered. Yeah, and I, I was really thinking about making a post because I know people were going outside. When you get that filtered sunshine, you've got uh, UVA rays uh, that are they're, they're much... Well, they'll get you. Yeah, the, the A rays are going to like and you penetrate. Won't realize it. Yeah, that's what exactly. That's what I mean. Uh, when we had that interview with the Sun Safety with Dr. Mm-hmm. Wilbur's, I mean, he was talking about that the the UVB rays, which is the ones everybody talks about, and it gives you the nice tan or whatever, are are wide. And when they get in the system, but those UVA rays are narrow, and they will they will burn you. So don't let anybody tell you if it's cloudy, there's no way you can get burned because you can get burned. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's and, not cool. No, and I did. I I lathered up with my sunscreen, and and I have this hat that covers my ears because I don't want to have skin cancer. That's a good thing. Yeah. Do you lather up or you just go? I have to. I'm yeah, not, you have to. I mean, yeah. I'm me and my mom are both pretty fair skinned, and we mm-hmm. have to really lather it on. Are we? Just you get, got a little tan going on the top little, of your arm there, but we get a little baked. Yeah, because you'd think from the Native American 
history you would think seeing all that yeah you would think you would tan well because i know some you know authentic native americans and their skin's really dark yeah it's like that all the time (laughs) now that's true that's true my dad's a lot darker than i am well, that's all. I mean, that's all I got in other news. Do you have anything in other news? I, we, um, you, you've been busy, so I don't know if you do or not. <clears throat> Broken really arm. Not. And- <laughs> I really don't. Um, it seems like I had something to share with us, with, with, with everybody, but I'm going to bring something up here if I can find something real fast here. Okay, that's it. That's it. Let me look at my little, little thing. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you some birds oh, while you're cool. looking. Yeah. Nope, I got nothing. You got nothing? Okay. Well, <clears throat> in that case, uh, we, well, and actually, we're not going to have Shara's fun facts this week because you know why? Shara's not here. Uh, but yeah. I'm sure she will more than likely be back next week, and that's okay. You know, she's she has to play mom every now and then. If you got a little 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 girl that's got a broken arm, you kind of want to be there with her. So, thank you. Okay. Well, let's get to the last segment then. It's the weather word of the week. It's the Storm Door Weather Weather Word of the Week. And Cher is not here, so we're going to toss that right to Corey, because you're the only one else at the table. So what is this week's Storm Door Weather Weather Word of the Week? Ducting. It's easy. Yeah, it's really easy. Ducting. So what is ducting? Ducting is when a radar beam actually bends closer closer to the Earth's surface with distance away from the radar. I'm going to read that again. Yeah, Ducting okay. <laughs> is when the radar beam actually bends closer closer to the Earth's surface. Oh, oh it should be to the Earth's yeah, surface. To the Earth's surface with distance away from the radar. Yes. The bending could be strong enough for the radar beam to bounce off the Earth's surface. That's interesting. Yeah. Ducting is caused by strong low-level inversions. Temperature increases with height. Yes. Now, let, let, let me tell you, I don't take credit for that that missed word, and I will oh. tell you why. <laughs> I was looking on Facebook, of course, and the, oh, shoot, was it, it it's a, one of the weather services, was it in Houston? I have to look that up. National Weather Service. Uh, that's where I found this because mm. what what was happening is their radar was shooting up in the sky, but <clears throat> it was hitting an inversion or something and causing ducting, which is the beam going down. And they the radar was picking up wind farms from southern Texas because it was shooting out. The beam was shooting out, but instead of going out in a straight line, it hit and reflected, and it was... So when you looked at the... the I got to find that. Well, you can see warm air advection all the time on the Springfield radar, if you look. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. We were having that tonight, Yesterday, we had some uh, horizontal convective rolls. I don't know if you've ever seen that on the radar before. That's a nice word. I like that. Yeah. It was basically these lines (laughs) that were just going from south to north that were perfect lines and that's what they call those i i read it on the blog from uh that radar scope puts out all oh, that's the, true all the cool radar phenomenon that that you can pick up on radar i love that yeah. i mean and we're we're both members of the radar scope group 
uh, on Facebook, and I, I I look at that because there. I mean, I don't know everything there is to know about radar. I know some stuff. I know everything. Wow. Well, maybe not everything. So okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know some of the weird modes, but I know a lot of the modes. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea really what differential reflectivity means. I read it. It's a reflectivity that's differential. Wow. Yes. Wait a minute. No, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to use all my my, my stuff here. Um, yeah, there's that, and there's there's some. I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff. But you know, the way I look at it, the stuff that's really important that I need to know about radar scope, I know, like correlation coefficient, very important, especially when you have tornadoes, because that's how you can actually tell now. If a tornado is lofting stuff in the air, you can tell if it's on the ground. Yep. You don't have to have that visual. Only thing. way they can confirm a radar, a tornado by radar. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully no ducting is going on. So, yeah. man, I don't That's wild. I'm, I'm so excited. I do want to say, uh, <clears throat> is, is, <clears throat> is, okay, I'm, I'm choking on myself. <clears throat> Pardon me. See, that, this, I'm looking at radar right now. That, to me, looks like. Warm air advection to me. Ooh, let me check it. Watch the last few frames of the loop. It really lights up. Oh, well, I see it at the beginning of the loop. Oh, I see what you mean. I haven't seen That's any bats yet, like. but I did no. see something in northeast Oklahoma. If you look at the last few frames, there's something flying in northeast Oklahoma. Radar scopes just go. Now, you can actually see this on other radars, but radar scope is just kind of what we use and we love it. And Tons of people are are using it now. I mean, we we've talked about this before. Even the professionals are starting to use radar scope, but it's all based on the National Weather Service data, but put into an an aspect that really makes sense. So I'm waiting for those bats. It's not time for bats yet, is it? We needs to be I warmer. I think so. No, really? Yeah. Because I haven't seen it. They start hibernating in September. So that's been. So six they probably, months. Yeah, they probably come out now. We'll yeah. probably see them more in, in. Although we're not supposed to say that. We're not supposed to say that. But we're not official weather people, <laughs> so we can do that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. So it's going to rain. So that's what we. That's what we know. Uh, at this point. So stay tuned to, to our Facebook page because you know the Weather Prediction Center is. They have adjusted, and and, and we said that when we made posts. When you go seven days out, you know, accuracy starts decreasing after three days. Actually, after two days, but you really start decreasing after three days. And it looks like we are in for a lot well, of Well, they moved rain. a lot of the southwest of here. And then now it's kind of migrated back towards this way. Yeah. So, yeah, cause who like, knows what will happen. Because we, we were in like the five to seven because there was a little swath. And then the next day... Tulsa was going to get maybe a little five to seven. And then yeah. the next day it was down in south of Oklahoma City. And then we were like, oh, two to three, four, whatever. So yeah, it's coming. It it's coming. I'm just gonna listen to the National Weather Service. We are uh, actually probably about 24, 24, 26 hours out now from onset of, of this thing. Yeah, it'll wash all that pollen away. I cannot wait. I'll sleep with my windows open and listen to the rain. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's not going to snow. We know that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, highs are going to be about about seventy. So it's not. There's no cold air with this. This is all coming from the southwest, and thanks to this warm, you know, south to southwest wind that's coming in, 
temperatures in the 80s. So it's going to be gloomy, but not like spring and fall gloomy. It's going to be more like late spring and early summer gloomy. So I'm okay with that. I can do that. Hmm. Okay. Well, you got anything else to add I to don't. this? I don't either. I don't either. So cape, I'm glad I'm going to put the cape on my... Oh, we just want to say, you did find the video for the May snow on May... The video is labeled on May 3rd, 2013. Yep. So there you go. Uh, we're not looking at snow here. Uh, we're going to warm up. Though. We'll, now, next month is May, and we have the uh, Remembering Joplin series. We're, we're, we're not going to... Uh, Play it on the podcast. You could, it's already been a podcast, so we're going to put it on our Facebook page and our website uh, where you can listen to that. Uh, these four incredible interviews, humanitarian perspective, personal perspective, uh, emergency manager perspective, and what's the other one? Meteorologic, meteorologist perspective. It was Gary. Uh, Gary's is really interesting. So so go to that. We'll, we'll keep promoting that throughout the uh, the the month of May. So, yeah. Okay. I think it's about time to wrap this thing up. You think so? Yep. Okay. So, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show us, have us show up in your newsfeed. I can't even talk. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. There's tons of stuff on there. Okay, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>